Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Guess who no longer has to make checks for the rest of his fireball scrolls. Yeah. (laughs) This guy. You're really proud of that, aren't you? I am. Hunters of the Dark Ice takes the party through a perilous, far-flung region of the world, an Arctic Ocean known as the Crystal Sea. These gallant waters are strongly influenced by planes of cold and darkness that bend close. Ghostly mists from the ethereal plane sweep over the sea like morning fog, and long shadows choke out light in unnatural ways, fed by the darkness of the plane of shadow. The sun is wan and distant here, rarely breaking over the frozen peaks to illuminate the freezing water. Nevertheless, life, both natural and otherwise, thrives in the face of such adversity. In this adventure, the party will skirt icebergs as they escape pursuit of a monstrous hunter and negotiate a tense peace with others stranded in the ice. If they succeed, they must pass their final obstacle before reaching the edge of the world, an ancient elven castle ruled by a fiend that seeks to snuff out all happiness and joy. Hey, have you checked out Armor Class? They're a small company that does their own custom character sheets, and they make them in a variety of different styles for every class and any type of character you want to create. They do it in black and white or in color, and the cost is always efficient anywhere from 3 to 5 possibly even $7. Check them out, and if you're interested in them, click on the link down below in the description to see their product. Also use the promo code THELARPCHANNEL, to get 20% off your order. So until then, enjoy. You don't see the head, you just see the claws come up. Okay. Like crab claws? No, the big giant shadow orca monster that beat the crap out of us. Those hands. Oh, we're in trouble, man. We gotta, we gotta get out of here. Um. Yeah, run away. Celine's turn. Uh, Celine is going to. She's gonna cast spiritual guardians again. Okay. You need to make saving. a wisdom saving throw? Yep. Oh, gosh. That's just an insult. Roll a one and a two. Mm-hmm. I'll take it at this point. You guys are in timeout for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, 18 points. What kind of damage is that? Radiant. Okay.
And her spiritual weapon misses. Okay. Do, 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 do. Um, Mercer's turn. Mercer reaches into his bag, pulls out his little uh, swimming uh, uh, tutu, mm. and clips it on. Nice. Okay. Because he can't swim in that type of armor. Okay. Now he can. Uh, he looks into the water real quick. Does he see the creature's face? No, he just sees the arms coming up from under the floor. So this section of this room is the only part that's busted open. Okay. So he's look. He sees the arms coming out from under this area. So he and the water's dark, so he can only see about fifteen feet. I down. got dark vision. I can. I can see. Not not like dark as in lights are out. Dark as yeah. in the water is just that thick. Okay. It's like trying to look through Winona Lake. Yeah. Again, dark vision sees in shades of gray. It doesn't matter unless it's magical. It's because of the necrotic plane. Shadow Can you plane see through thing. a brick wall, you dip? Okay, anyway, he just sees the arms coming up from underneath the floor. He doesn't see the rest of the creature. Okay, so if he s- swims five feet and looks into this hallway area, does he see the creature? No. Because this it? part of the castle is still intact. Okay, so he's going to swim to it, roll onto it. The door's uh, right here behind the creature's hand. Yeah, he can still go through the... He can pass through it. It's it's considered difficult terrain. Okay. So, So 5, 15, 15, 20, 20, 25, and then takes off off the little flipper things. So, because it allows him water breathing, can't breathe in in the air. So, and he puts it in his back. That would be his action. Okay. Does backing off from there give this an attack of opportunity? Uh... Because he backed out of a threatened square. Uh, it's hard to say because, I mean, in theory, yes, but at the same time, does the creature actually see me? Because if the creature has to see me, well, I mean, if he doesn't see me, he can make an attack of opportunity or a disadvantage. disadvantage. Yeah, no, he can't see you, so it would be at disadvantage, but it would be an attack of opportunity. Yeah, it, right? it would probably sense me going by it, yes. Okay. Eighteen doesn't hit you, does nope. it? Okay. Right, so as he backs away, the hand just kind of. <sighs> no, no, stay back. Yep. Oopie. What's this do? <clears throat> um, that's Mercer's turn. Yep. Esther's staying in the astral plane. Communing with Barrel. It's Beck's turn. Alright. Let's get physical. Physical. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny the first time. Mm. What? What what is the back? Dirty doing? twenty to hit. Dirty twenty to hit the yep. creature? Yep, the, the, the thing in front of me. Yeah. Sixteen flashing, and then Zork an attempt at six lightning. Excuse me. 
Just a sec here as I do my least favorite thing. Yeah, I did not like that at all. Oh, whoa, whoa. It's turn. Charisma saving throws again. Yeah. Uh, Flash of Genius to Celine for a 16. Alright, so 16 will make it. Um, what did Mercer get? Doesn't have to roll it. Because of the crown. This is not that. This oh. is a different ability. This is a charisma saving throw, not a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 21. 21, that makes it. What did Zabak get? After my negative 5 ability modifier, 8. 8, okay. Um, she takes the damage, but she's already under the effects. Or no, not under the effects. She's already gone through the effects of the, the aura. Mm -hmm. And having made the save, is now immune to it. Baller. So... Yeah, those were two separate saving throws. I'm getting them all confused. I get it. Okay, so Zabak didn't make it, so she takes uh, 55 points necrotic. Mm. Mercer and Celine will take 27 points necrotic. Both are down. Oh, okay, bye. It's time to go. Alright. At the end of his turn, Unchi reappears. And... Ready to pause the recording. It's recording. 700. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, you guys are all healed and restored. Baller. Unchi just cast Mass Heal. I didn't know that was 700 hit points. Holy crap. So, uh, that's Celine's turn. She's fully healed. Get up. So, okay, yeah, stand up. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, all she can do is booming blade. 19 to hit. Uh, that... That hits. 13 points. Well, sorry. 11 points magical, 2 points thunder. 
Her spiritual weapon's gone, by the way, too. Okay. That's it. He does not look good. Like, really does not look good. Um, it's Mercer's turn. Uh, Mercer's going to move 25 feet back. And he's going to shift to where he can see between the two hands to aim for the dude's head. And he is going to firebolt. Whoops. Sorry. You roll it. I don't have it. Oh, awesome. Uh, 19 hit him? Yes. Okay, I don't critically fumble that. Okay. And that's his turn. Um, it's Mercer. Esther's in the astral plane. It's a back. Alright, it's a back attack! Twenty-six to hit. That's a hit. Yes, it is. Fifteen slashing. And then a dash of lightning. Perhaps. <sighs> okay. So, that's with the jawbone, right? So she comes in one last time with the jawbone, mm -hmm. slashes down, catches this thing in the head and lobs through the head and the shoulder. The body of the creature turns back into just like smoky darkness mm -hmm. that just sort of droops down and so it's almost like uh, water running down the side of a wall Ew. as it just sinks down to the ground and Athelodon's body is just laying there as he sprouts awake, takes a very deep breath, sits up and goes, oh my gosh. Both of the clawed hands disappear as they sink back down into the water. And Athelodon immediately goes, splash, splash, oh crap. Hang on, just a minute smacks his hands down and everybody feels the castle raising back up as if time is going backwards the floor restores itself the water sinks back in and you can slowly see all of the ice beginning to melt as he looks and goes that's the nastiest thing I have ever encountered in my life this is going to take a great deal of time for these effects to fall away. Thank you. Thank you for your help. Well, the true heroine is not even here. She's looked off to the astral plane and heavens only knows when she'll be back. Because she's a dip. She can't sense Beryl from the astral plane, by the way. Yeah, I know. She always tries. She's starting to get a little antsy. <laughs> so in the midst of all the talking and everything, um, Esther blips back in. Okay, where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at? Looks around. Realizes nothing's going on. Okay, I'm headed back to the ship. I'll wait for you guys there. Bye. 
And Zabak's just, yeah, I'm following you. You guys take care of it from here. Bye. I'm getting out of here. With all the crap they were dealing with. <laughs> so, for the moment, it is just Mercer and Celine. So Mercer slowly walks back in. Up to what? Right he, here? he walks back in. Okay. But it's it's like slow. Yeah, he's seeing the same thing. Like the floor is back intact, the water's dissipated away, the ice is slowly melting, and Athilodon is sitting there petting Unchi, and Unchi is just happy as a clam. You seen? You remember like how um, Minnie was when mm-hmm. Lauren was holding him, just purring up a storm. Oh yeah. Same concept. He goes, uh, I, my my uh, my apologies. I, I don't know what's going on, but when whatever this was happened, yeah, I lost complete control of myself. Uh, yeah, that's an understatement. Nearly died twice. But you didn't. You survived. Thanks to your little pet. Yeah, he's good for a lot of things. What brings you all the way out here, anyway? We're headed to the astral plane, and we have to pass through this area to get to there. Yes, you do. Um, why do you need to get to the astral plane? We have a living star that needs to be delivered before it dies, and we're running out of time. Okay. Um, well, a couple things you should know. Um... This used to be, well, this is the last castle of the Far Elves. And when they, whenever we would make our way into the astral plane, uh, we actually developed a, sort of like a port. We call it the promontory. It's the last structure before you get to the astral plane. And that's where they would set up their, um, their ships and such to make ready for getting into the astral plane itself okay um if you have a ship which i assume you do we do it's going to need to go through the promontory otherwise your ship will not be ready how long till what's the travel to get there Mm. it's been so long i can't remember and unfortunately i'm bound to the castle but i can give you directions to the promontory that works okay um, and if you come across any Far Elves, whether, regardless of your relationship with them, direct them back here to the last castle. Let them know I'm still here and I'm still waiting for them. Selene's like, okay. Mercer's just scowling at him when he says that. Mercer knows he's a Far Elf that he's talking to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Mercer wants to blow his head off. But he's not, because he needs to get through here. Yeah. Um, as a final... Um, as a final... Where's that? As a final gesture of gratitude, um, I'm going to give you something that you can take with you that should be of benefit. Um, they're called Ancient Wind Chimes. Okay. He hands you a small box. He goes, once you get it on your ship, just hit the button. It's going to unfold and 
permanently joined to whatever structure you're standing on. What does it do? Um, it, it helps create inspiration, like what the bards of old used to be able to do. That could be beneficial. Mm-hmm. And since you use a ship, I assume, right? Oh, yes. That's exactly what this is designed for, is a ship. Perfect. And so he hands you the box and uh, helps you on your way back out. Cool. So that puts us at the end of book 11. Um, You level up to level 9. Fireball! (laughs) Yeah! Uh, and we're technically on the final book, which is book 12. At the end of book 12, we're technically ready for the next half of the campaign. Book 13 is just its own add-on. It's not a necessity, but playing through it's only more beneficial than it is anything else. Um, obviously, it's still an adventure. There's still dangers and stuff to overcome. There's a few creatures I know Mercer, for a fact, would look at and be like, I can use that. Or would look at it and go, you're not in your best condition. I'm going to put you in your best condition. You're going to work for me. Dang right I am. (laughs) I came prepared and I brought the next box with me. Um, Do you want to look at this real quick? I want to take a picture of it so that way I have it. Okay. Um don't have the sticker on well maybe I do have the sticker on me but um, I'll get the chimes added and I get this put away really quick I think that's probably by far the nastiest fight you guys have been in yeah that was that was poop <laughs> resistant to everything oh by the way we're gonna do half your life every other freaking round it wasn't resistant to everything. Radiant damage and the force damage still affected it. Um, yeah, the only thing that he was resistant to that I think caught you off guard was the thunder. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Technically, he was also resistant to all forms of bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. But... Because of how difficult things were, I kind of rolled that down so you were still doing full effect. Because otherwise, you guys weren't supposed to be able to hurt him that much in any given round. Yeah, we would have died. We would have been. We would have died a bunch of times over. So here, here was the two things that I had mentioned to you. Uh, the first one was called Depression Aura. Mm-hmm. That was just an aura that was radiating off of him. So if you were within 60 feet, you had to roll a saving throw to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Until you made the save, you had the chance to be affected by it. The Realm of Dread was the recharge ability that was doing like the, the ton of necrotic damage. That was crap. Yeah, that had a recharge of 5 or 6, so I was rolling every round, which is why I didn't get used every single time. That was crap. Um... His standard attack was a Devoured Joy, which was the one that affected Selene the one time and mm-hmm. took away the charisma. Yep. 
Had that rolled the charisma down to a zero, it would have put the character into a coma that would have lasted for up to ten days and wouldn't have gone away until a short or long rest after the ten days. So that was relatively close to bad. And then what he did to Zabak that put her charisma at a one was called Shadow Absorption. He was only able to do it once, and so he did it that one time when he had the opportunity to. He was able to pull the shadow away from the creature, uh, reduce it to a charisma score of one, and it healed up to nearly 80 hit points. Yeah. If that hadn't happened, you guys would have killed it on round three. Ability score improvement. <clears throat> this can go in the trash as soon as I get a chance to. Finally, moving on. Oh, I gotta get these guys off, don't I? Do do do. So for the start of this next book, for our listeners. Um, Ren has had to take a small break because she's not feeling good. So we are going to bring in two NPCs that play similar to her characters. They aren't replacing her characters, they're just temporary stand-ins for the moment. And... Yeah. Let's bump that to a 20. Alright. Alright, you let me know when you're ready. It's going to be a few minutes. I got to level up. And I got a lot to do. Level up? Mm Mm-hmm. Level 9? Yeah, because Celine gets a bunch of different stuff. She gets a million score improvement. So. Well, I've not really played through a cleric very much. Well, I I just hit 8th level cleric, so at 8th level um, cleric you get an ability. 8th level? Mm-hmm. She'd be going up to ninth level. She's one level fighter. That's right. I forgot about that. She's the multi-class. Because mm-hmm. I, I took it for weapon proficiencies and I went that class first so that way I got, all the, I got the most bonuses. Cleric's not proficient with all no. Simple and martial weapons? No. Really? Yeah. That's uh that's different. Not a lot of simple weapons you can get by with. Yeah, so clerics are proficient with light armor, medium armor, shields, weapons, simple. But as a fighter, I am proficient with everything, so I can use See, that, that's kind of odd because it's common for clerics to use the same weapon as their deities. Mm-hmm. So if your deity doesn't use a simple weapon... Well, that's that that was more of a 3-5. Um, and 4 rule. It's not so much now. Hmm... Still, five. 
that's a 17, yeah. There's a way to get that. I can tell you this much. Uh, your two characters are going to uh, absolutely love the first part of this next book. Nice. Okay, so Celine is done. Alright, so there's those back when I get this bit on here. I gotta go look at this real quick. should be relatively easier than uh, Selene though, right? I don't know. I just know that I get third level spells at ninth level, so. And he's been bent on getting uh, Fireball. Which I think he only gets to use it once or twice though. Twice. Yeah. Twice every long rest. <laughs> okay. But, guess what that means? Guess who no longer has to make any, even though that the checks are pretty much irrelevant for him. Guess who no longer has to make checks for the rest of his fireball scrolls. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. You're really proud of that, aren't you? I am. <laughs> I am. Okay, so that's that, and then I'm playing an artillerist, so I get something at ninth level. <laughs> yeah, boy, my cannons go up a D8, so now they're rolling for three D8. Cannons? Yeah, because I can create three different cannons. I can do a flamethrower, mm. I can do a force mm. cannon. Or I can do the protective barrier. You made that sound like you could create multiple cannons at the same time. No. It's like, I don't remember reading that. No, that would be wicked awesome. But uh, as an action, I can command my cannon to detonate within 60 feet. And it does uh, 3d8 force damage in a 20-foot area. So, like... For whatever reason, I know I'm coming down to that last minute. Go, my minion! Except you've never done that. I've not had a need to. Well, no, my they couldn't before. This is when you get at ninth level as an artillerist. Oh, you can make them do other things? Yeah, so... Yeah, I mean, basically, they can move. You can you can make a, like a little spider cannon, mm -hmm. and you can have it go around and do its thing. But I typically have it perched on my shoulder or something. Yeah, I'm just surprised you still haven't used the hand cannon in conjunction with the Eldritch cannon. Um, the problem is, is it's less damage. 
How much damage did I give you for the hand? Only 2d8. It's, it's, it was a flavor at the time that I wanted. And it's now, it's like he has a cool metal arm that he can flip and look like Mega Man if he so desires. <laughs> but it's more flavor than it's useful. Because huh. now, now my, my Force Cannon does 3d8. And it's a bonus action to attack with, not an action as the hand cannon is. Exactly my point. Bonus action, force cannon. Okay. Standard action, hand cannon. Okay. You haven't used up a single spell. Cantrip. Thunderbolt. 2d10. 2d10 versus 2d8. Mathematically, it's still better. <sighs> Until you come across something that's resistant to fire and thunder. Um, <clears throat> cannon does thunder, so it doesn't matter. It does force. No. It does thunder. Your Eldritch Cannon does force. Yes. That does force. My Hand Cannon does thunder. I did say that, yeah. Okay. So again, still irrelevant. <laughs> Yes, I get fireball. Alright. Are you almost ready then? I think so. What level are the minions running with me? Um, because they're considered sidekicks, we're going to say they're at the same level. Okay. And they'll just be two members of the crew. That. Why do I not have my ninth level in here? Hmm? What do you mean your ninth level? My specialization that I get ninth level. It's not on my character sheet. Because you've just got to ninth level. I have most of the stuff pre filled out. Just trying to jump ahead, aren't you? No, I just I don't want to sit there and generally speaking, I don't want to sit there and be spinning my wheels when I can have it already done and other than just bumping up hit points and a few other things. But for some reason I did not do that this time. of the world. Okay. No, the end of the world. Wow, okay. Make sure I'm not missing anything here. Ninth level. Still no six. Still have three items infused. Okay, cool. Nasoline swings for another D8 radiant damage on her turn, too, too as well. 
How is that? So she gets the ability called Divine Strike. You gain the ability to infuse your weapon strikes with the fiery power of the forge. Once on each of your turns, when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, you can cause the attack to deal an extra 1d8 fire damage. Okay. So, now her booming blade is 3d8 with that. Yeah. Hmm. Alright, so... Let's see here. I'll put you... Where are you at? After you get back on the ship. Mm, probably... Back down here again? Yeah, typically. Alright, and where would Celine be? Mm, Celine would probably be up on deck, watching for things. Okay, so, what, like up here? Yeah. Alright. Uh, for the moment... Save, 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 Bob the fighter, Tom the caster. Okay. And, and the funnier part is, you didn't know that these guys had these sort of skills, and they're just now coming out of the woodwork going, yeah, we're actually pretty tough. Watch this. Boom. Where did that come from? Where have you been this whole time? Pretty much. Okay. Um, so after you guys get back on the ship... Uh, the castle's kind of restored. The ice that was blocking through that ravine has cleared. Mm-hmm. And you're able to travel through. Uh, not before too long, the ice from the Crystal Sea has started to vanish in the freezing haze. And one final glimpse of the sun, a ray of orange light shines over the frozen ridges, then vanishes entirely. You realize that from here on out, there will only be unbroken night. The dark sky is still and cloudless, and countless brilliant stars shine down. There is not even a stirring of wind, yet a strong, smooth current bears the ship easily along. The sea has become black and as smooth as glass, perfectly reflecting the starry sky above an uncanny mirror. It is disturbed only by the occasional plop of a fish or drifting chunk of ice. The water is frigid and clear, and schools of luminous fish and other sea life can be seen swimming in this fathomless depths. At times, it can be hard to tell the reflection of the stars from the shimmering sea creatures below. Most beautiful of all is the ethereal, ever-shifting ribbon of light known as the mesmerizing patterns of... Or, excuse me ever-shifting ribbon of light known as the Aurora Astralis that dances far above you in the mesmerizing patterns of green, blue, and pink. That sounds like a cool combination for painting. A dozen or so miles ahead, the edge of the water is cut off at the horizon. Curiously, with each minute you sail, the horizon draws closer. You realize that for the first time in your life, you're going to catch up with it. 
This is the edge of the world. Suddenly, one of your crew cries out, Land ho! As right off on the horizon, you see a small little structure, and you realize you're looking at the promontory right at the edge of the world. There we go. <clears throat> Just after that, um, Just after that, the glass-like water becomes rougher as your ship sails towards the edge. Unpredictable currents push and pull at the hull, forcing you to fight to stay on course. The nearer you come to the isolated rocky island, the clearer and brighter the stars of the astral plane and the rougher the sea. Suddenly, you notice a set of sails on the horizon, another ship racing to you, racing you to the same location. The ship is none other than the Far Elf skiff, the Shore Knife, from the Penguil Village. As it pulls closer, you see that it is not crewed by Far Elves, nor even Penguil, but by the unmistakable figure, Captain Catapult. I shoot him. <laughs> He's too far away. How far away? About 300 feet. But you start to notice that the ship is veering and it looks as if he's turning the ship to make a direct beeline towards your ship. The other thing you make note of is you don't see anybody else on the ship except him. And it does not make any sense how a single individual can crew a ship like that. I tell, I tell Hal to take defensive maneuvers. Um, actually, it's Celine who sees this. Because mm -hmm. Mercer's down in the... Um, dang. She runs down, <laughs> opens up, swings open the door. He's back! Catapult is back! <laughs> uh, Mercer comes flying out. I could see Mercer just lounging back, relaxing. Ah, finally we're on our way. It's Catapult! Oh yeah, he is out. What? Out, ready to blow this dude's head off. <laughs> I was reading that the other day and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, Alright. I'm gonna kill him again. Uh, do, 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 do. Spell list. Alright, let me see here. Do 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 I I have somewhere I had You remember me having the um um, the dungeon screen for this 
mm -hmm. this game. It was smaller, but... Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't know what you did with it. Yeah, I don't either. All right, I'm just going to pull out this other book. So, 300 feet away, you I see need... catapults starting to try to okay. line. So, Mercer gets to the point on the side of the ship that from what side he's coming on. Mm -hmm. And as soon... I don't mean a foot early. I don't mean a foot late. I mean at exactly 150 <laughs> feet. 150? Yeah. My fireball's 150 feet. I said his sails on fire. Okay. Um, I light him up like the 4th of July. Alright, so you've got two things going on here. As I mentioned before, the water is getting choppy and everything. So, it's a combination of handling the ship while it's in perilous conditions in the water, simultaneously dealing with Catapult and this other ship that's now sailing straight for you. So... I thought Catapult was on the ship coming straight at us. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Mercer ties himself down. Alright. So. Selena's left to any type of commands for the ship. As Mercer is, like, literally, he's just, like, tactically checking. Yep, that's 150 feet. Whoosh! Alright, so here's what's going to end up happening. Um, between your two characters, plus the two sidekick characters. Um... In order to have a chance at trying to deal with catapult while simultaneously manning the ship, you guys are going to end up having to help to make sure the ship doesn't get messed up from the choppy waters. Mm -hmm. So it's got to be a um, crew sailing check. And if you succeed on that, you don't run the risk of anything happening to the ship while you try to deal with catapult. Okay. If something happens and you end up failing it, something happens to the ship and what was supposed to be a fireball turns into a fireball sort of thing. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So, I gotta roll a d12 to figure out well, kinda, because some of these okay. Nope. I'm not gonna do that. Uh, I'm gonna change this up. Adverse winds. So sudden strong winds catch the ship's sails, pushing it to an uncontrollable speed. Um, so you've got choice of athletics, acrobatics, nature, or survival. Okay, so... It's one of those four skill checks you get to pick for each character. There's a set DC, and if you guys pass it, at least three out of four. Okay, say them again. Athletics, acrobatics, nature, survival. Okay. Well, Esther just botches it. Um, Esther? Yeah. Or not Esther. Tom. <laughs> Tom. I'm reading character sheets. So, Zabak for athletics. You mean Bob? Bob. <laughs> We're posting it over the names. Uh, 
I fed you too much. Okay, so Bob gets a uh, acrobatics of uh, twenty-one. Okay. Um, Tom royally botched it. Um, Celine's gonna get a twenty on athletics. That's two, so it's all down to Mercer. Mercer's gonna get it. Um, so he says, so athletics, acrobatics, or nature. Yeah, we'll do nature uh, with a twenty-one. All right. So you guys make it. <coughs> 150 feet. Whoosh! His sails go up in fire. Alright. 32 points. Whoosh! Did you catch the sails on fire? Yeah, I do. Okay. So the sails start to go up in flames, and now there's this big puff of black smoke just wailing off of it. That being said, the winds that had caught up onto the ship's sails, both your ship and his, gave it enough momentum that it's still beelining straight for you. Yeah, but at this point, with that type of wind and his sails on fire, his sails are going to go from a whole about yay big right now to no sails. Give me a perception check for Mercer. Because he's the one dead set focused on the show. Oh, ship. shoot, man. He nailed this bad boy. That's going to be a 20. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. Mercer can tell something's not right. He just set the sails on fire. Yes, the ship's on fire, but somehow it's still beelining straight for you guys. Um, this is crap. Should not be able to do that. <laughs> Every I, time something goes sideways, it's crap. Exactly, <laughs> it's crap. Uh, can I can I sense that there's something magically propel you know, you know, moving the the ship? Um, detect magic. I can do it at will. Yeah. Detect magic? Yeah. Um, you're seeing dark streaks that look very similar to what you were seeing back in Athelodon's castle. Yeah. Veining across the sides of the hull, up into the mast, and now rolling into the smoke as well as you see that ship coming towards you. I swear. If it wasn't for the fact of Lux, I would use a wish to ensure Catapult dies. <laughs> Um, keep going, Hal. Get the ship out of its way. All right, I'm trying. Mm. All right, uh, do do do. Saving the last fireball for catapult. So, the second one's going to obviously be enemy sails because that's what you see coming up. As the second round around, ship's coming right up. Another crew sailing check to determine 
whether you guys can handle yourselves as the ship approaches or if it just completely goes sideways. You have the option of athletics, perception. Okay, hold on, hold on. Mm. Athletics, perception. Survival. Survival. Or stealth. Stealth. Man, these all suck. <laughs> Okay. So. Okay, so we got. Tom's. Tom's not good. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but you suck. He has no athletics. <laughs> um, so here's the alternative. If they can't help out technically with the sail sailing check, they can offer advantage to one of the other characters. Sweet. The, here, hang on, hang on. Here's the... Here's the downside to it, though. The other three have to make it. The other three have to make it. That's fine. Okay. So, Tom assists Celine. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Good job, Tom. You helped me out. So, Bob is going to do... Uh, Athletics, and that's going to be a 20. Okay, that um, makes <clears throat> um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Celine is going to do athletics with a 25. Oh, hold on. What? Celine. Yeah, I thought you said Tom was helping Celine. No. Or, sorry. Bob. Bob did the athletics. Or, not athletics, but... Yeah, athletics. Celine is doing athletics with a 25. Tom helped Celine get that 25. Yeah, that gave Celine advantage on her. Role. Yes. What and did Mercer get? Mercer got a, a 18 with a stealth with Flash of Genius. <laughs> Don't forget, when it comes to the crew sailing checks, because Mercer's got the jacket and the hat on. Yeah, I know. He, he can, can choose to succeed one time. Correct. Yes, I'm yeah, I'm I'm waiting for a really bad multi failure. Oh because okay. <laughs> like with that I, I mean I, I was I had a ten, a seventeen, and a sixteen. So I knew I could get it. Alright. So this is where the second weird thing happens. It doesn't affect the ship because you guys made the sailing check. Some of the smoke that's rolling off the ship now little bits and pieces of that smoke dial back around and start moving against the wind as if arrows were being shot and a volley of these black smoke arrows get shot at your ship and it seems like they overshoot because they just how's the ship doing damage wise while it's being caught on fire uh, you now have a giant necrotic flaming battering ram sailing straight for you guys. Sweet. I may kill him before he even gets a chance to get to me. Um, that's where we get down to the last crew sailing check. 
and this one is going to be the risk of a shipwreck so athletics nature why are they giving the, the garbage options um, investigation or perception well, if you want I can read them to you really quick no I'm good it's just <laughs> it's just one of those things where it's just the skills that are junk for you guys golden for all four of you lowest roll at a base is a 16 with two natural 20s <laughs> At any one of these options, I have probably a bare minimum of a total of 20. Okay. <clears throat> Let's just see. Let's see what Tom pulls out of his butt. So that's a no on nature. That's no on athletics. Investigation. No for investigation. <laughs> Okay, so so the the worst one is a seventeen. Does a seventeen make it for perception? Yes. Okay. Good job, Tom. You did it this time. Everything else is in the twenties. <laughs> Sitting there getting nervous for a second. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Yes. Well, it's like so. I'm looking down here. So athletics is a zero. And then the next one I had was nature, which is a zero. And then investigation, a zero. <laughs> Perception, one. <laughs> Lord. Oh, my gosh. Bob, on the other hand, has gets a 20 in his athletics. And then a, actually, sorry, no. That would have been a 24 for his athletics. Uh, Celine is going to get a uh, 25 in perception, and Mercer is going to have a 29 in investigation. What normally would have been one ship just T-boning the other one actually turns into something kind of like a street race, but with dragging. Yeah. Ship comes up, beelining straight for your ship, and what at first looks like it's going to batter and ram, somehow it the rudder turns and the ship turns about 90 degrees and just... Um, drifts right up side to side with your ship and there's a good 50 feet between the two of you. Cool. Do I see Catapult? You don't see anybody on the main deck. Just a ship caught on fire. So... I swear. Followed by a, no a voice in your head that sounds like Catapult going... Are you going to come over here, or shall I come to you? Feel free to die. Come over here. I will make sure to burn all of your fur off and ensure you, you drown severely in water this time. Can't kill what's already dead. Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> oh, yes, I can. 
I will exercise your soul. Uh, there it is. Good to know he's dead, at least. So I, I've already completed one one task. <laughs> uh, so, actually, you know what? We're going to use these things. A little magnet deals. As well, if it's that simple for you. <coughs> and all of a sudden, you see these shadowy creatures pop up on your ship. Mercer's like, no, 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 no. Look like that. No, Mercer's like, no, 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 no. I didn't say your buddies. I said you. There's a difference, sir. You get your buddies off my ship and you get your cat butt over here. One last uh, perception. Oh, 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 hey, no, no. One last perception check. Tom is like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, for Mercer. Sorry. Oh, oh, Mercer got a uh, twenty. Twenty. Mm. Okay. I beat you by two. As you hear from behind you. All right. And he tries to swing a dagger at you. Uh, initiative at this point. I'm gonna kill him now. Do da, do da. I'm gonna kill him all to do that day. Uh, does a 24 hit Mercer? Yes. Okay. So Mercer's going to take 13 points damage as he gets stabbed with a dagger. And I need a wisdom saving throw. Is it magic? Uh, no. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Not wisdom. Con. Con saving throw. Excuse me. Okay. How's a uh, 18 suit you? 18. You make it. Yeah. 
Alright, so because of the choppy waters and everything, during combat, the top of each round, your crew has to make a crew sailing check to try to keep the ship in a, away from being damaged while simultaneously trying to fight off Catapult and his, his buddies, as you put it. Yeah, he's a pile of poop. <clears throat> Luckily for you, it's not just random this time. It's going to be um, uh, the adverse winds thing. Uh, da, 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 da. So, oh, I need to roll for these guys. Well, good news is, you're probably going to go before these guys do. Uh, which one was playing Zabak's character? Bob? Bob. What did Bob get? Bob got a 20. Okay, what did Celine get? 16. What did Tom get? 8. <laughs> and what did Mercer get? 18. Yeah, you are definitely... Well, kind of. Alright, so... Bob gonna go first, then Mercer, uh, then Celine, then Catapult, then Tom, and then the uh, other creatures. So what does what did Bob do? Bob is going to um, pull out his big nasty sword and let's see. Um, Treat it like a, a long sword instead of the jawbone thing. Uh, I just figured it was going to be a uh, great sword. Because mm. that's what it is. It's just not going to have the extra magical properties. So it's 2d6 versus a d8 or d10. We can okay. We can say that. But as soon as he pulls it out, Hal looks down. And goes, Where did you get that from? Because no crew member has ever known to be carrying around a great sword. <laughs> it's my personal stuff. It was in my in my uh, the box near the bed. Bug off! He <laughs> wouldn't say that to a captain of his own ship. Yeah, he would. He's Bob. Does he have a Jersey accent too? He does. <laughs> what, what's he doing? Um, <sighs> real question: Which one's Bob? Um, and which one's Catapult? Because I'm not there. I don't actually have Catapult setting on there. Right yeah, see, now. I, I can't, I can't need to know because um, Mercer's up on deck. Bob, Tom. Okay, Mercer's up on deck. I'm drowning! So he's right there. I don't remember where I put catapult at. Hopefully he's a little... Wait, skinny, skinny mini broke and he died. A horrible, horrible death. My skinny mini better not have broke. Uh, Bob is going to go right over here. And Bob is going to attack recklessly. 
that's going to be... It's going to be a 24 to hit. Say catapult was right here because he stabbed Mercer in the back. Uh, Bob, uh, with his first attack, that's a, that's him. a 24 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. Uh, he's raging, by the way. Okay. Um, and that's going to be 11 points uh, slashing. And then does a 17 hit? Uh, yes, it does. I'm going to add additional 12 points. I'm going to have to use these to keep track of this. And that last one will just be the one that doesn't have a mark. Alright, run that by me again. What did you say? Uh, so the first hit was 11, the second hit was 12 points of damage. So 23 yes. altogether? As now it's blatantly obvious that these things are whites, and taking a closer look, they look very familiar as if you've dealt with these guys before, but not like this. Okay. Next. Uh, da, 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 that was Bob. It is Mercer's turn. Mercer is going to turn around, look at Catapult. Okay. And he's going to go. Uh, For his action, he's going to create his force cannon. Okay. And then he's going to force cannon him as a bonus action. Is that a disadvantage? It is. But when you roll double 16s, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you still clock him square in the face. For eight points of force damage, and he's pushed back five feet. said eight points yep okay. and then Mercer flies ten feet up so he'll get an attack of opportunity as he's now flying over the banister you say you pushed him back five feet oh you're right so no attack of opportunity oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> All right, so that's Mercer's turn. It is Celine's turn. Uh, Celine is going to come down here 5, 10, 15, 20, and flank with Bob. <sighs> and she's going to summon her spiritual weapon uh, right there in between her and Bob. On top of it. Sure. Um, and she is going to... Uh, as an action, booming blade. That's going to be a 23 to hit. Wait, hold on. What kind of action is it to summon the spiritual weapon? Bonus. Okay, fair enough. Um, 
What'd you say you rolled to hit? 23. That hits. Uh, so it's going to take... Uh, does it have resistances? It... Or can I just give you the total? Um, pretty sure you can get away with just the total. Okay. Uh, 25 points. Oh, bye-bye. Cool. She slashes through it, and it just drops like dust awesome. to the ground and dissolves and dissipates so, away. 5, 10. Right. 5, 10. Yeah. So her spiritual weapon can move. <sighs> and so number 3. Oh, that's only going to be a 13 to hit. Yeah, no, that's going to miss. Okay. Alrighty. Uh, with Celine, it is now Catapult's turn. He just kind of looks up at Mercer and he goes, Flying's not gonna help. <laughs> Chucks a dagger at Mercer. That's fine. <laughs> He's been waiting on this, hasn't he? Jeez, oh, of course. Of course, you had to fail. Why did you have to fail? I know, 14 does not hit you. No. <laughs> but here's where he notices something very interesting. The dagger comes flying up at him, comes right up here by his head, stops midair, and goes right back to his hand. Ooh, look at you and your magical dagger of returning. <coughs> yeah, I hate you too. <laughs> Uh, okay, this is where I gotta pull out the no yes no coin because I gotta decide does he choose to. <clears throat> Obviously, it would be a yes, but I'm, I'm trying to be the nice guy right now. Does he choose to do the bonus action or not? No, he does not. But he just kind of stands there, like waiting on you. Dead eye look. I know. <laughs> Mercer doesn't care about the rest of them. Uh, this is a vendetta. Oh, yeah. I figured this was going to be a... a ship, ding. The ship can be on fire. He will go for catapult. It's just how it works. <laughs> uh, it is Tom's turn. Tom does not have the robe of stars, just to clarify that right now, or the staff. But can we say he has a wand... as a focus well if I'm playing as this character but no, but no he does not have he, the stuff that Esther has he could have a wand of magic missile no because Mercer held on to the wand of magic oh, missile <laughs> um no should be on that piece of paper underneath it right there you're holding it isn't in your right hand, isn't that the spell list? This? That, right there, yeah. Yeah, I gotta look. Right. I don't know what she has. But she does have magic missiles. Well, well yeah, I knew that. Um, so let's see. As a... Let's see, ninth level sorcerer. Bye. 
Nope, that's not what I want. Fourth level. So three, six. struggling to remember. remember I always me. forget. <laughs> uh, so... 35 more times. Yep. So the one, the green guy over here. Okay. Tom's gonna turn around. It's like, magic missile! Nineteen points. Oh wow. Okay. Make me do math again. Jeez. Hey, you're the one who put these things on the ship. No, the book put me put them on the ship. You're the one who chose to run the book. Tom also runs away. He runs over here to Bob. He's like, Bob, protect me, man. Protect me. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a Jersey accent. Help me. Help me. It'll change throughout the throughout the fight, so. I'm half picturing him with like his lo- lower lip sucked into his mouth, and he's like. Wiggling around like he's got Parkinson's. Help me! Help me! Mm, you never know. <laughs> I'll take care of him, but help me! That's how it rolls, man. That's how it rolls. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, it's the creature's turn. <clears throat> and uh. let's see here. Mercer is flying. Yeah. Okay, so two of them are going to take a shot at Tom because he just got their attention, and the third one is going to end up taking a shot at Celine. So, let's start. Wait, why would he do that? No, he's not going to do that. This one moves right up here over the edge to try to take a shot at Celine. Mercer's flying, right? Yes. Okay. So 5, 10, 15, 20. Uh, right here. 5, 10, 15. So one on each. As they draw out a longsword and a claw. 
So we're just going to start from Tom and work our way over to Selene. So longsword attack is going to be an 18. Yeah. And then the claw attack. Ooh, Tom might not make it. Um, 21. Yeah. Okay, so... Now... Never mind. Never mind. Okay. So the longsword damage... Uh, five points slashing. Okay. And... Then the... Claw... That's max, so... Eight points necrotic, followed by a con saving throw. Uh, yeah, that's a fail. It's a fail. His max hit points is reduced by eight points. Okay, so D6, it's five, four. Okay. Two to hit. Yeah. I'm going to do great against the NPCs. I'm going to get to Selene. It's going to be like two, three, two. Okay, I'll take it. NPCs are expendable. 13? Nope. Okay. So just the claw attack. Or not not the claw, just the long sword. Okay. Uh, it's going to be 10 points of slashing. Why is that? Because the longsword hit. Oh, on uh, on Bob. So five. He's raging. Oh, okay. Now I'm angry. <laughs> and then longsword and claw at Selene. Longsword's going to be a fourteen. That's a miss. Claw. Twenty-three. Shield. Okay. Very good idea. And that's their turn. Back up to the top. It's Bob's turn. Bob is going to turn to fourteen and attack recklessly. And that's going to be a, a twenty to hit. That'll hit. And that's going to be twelve points of damage. No, sorry, fourteen points of damage. On um, fourteen. Fourteen. You said twelve? Fourteen. For the first attack. Oh, fourteen points of damage on, on number 14. fourteen? Okay. Yep. For the first attack. And then a seventeen to hit. Yes. Another 14 points. So 28 in total. 28. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, 
Yeah, he's not looking too good. Alright. That's his whole turn? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mercer's turn. Mercer's going to go up 10 feet again. Um, and bonus action, force cannon. Whoops. Sorry. I got to remember to roll that once. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, so 26 to hit. Yep, that's it. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's going to be uh, 14 points force damage, and he's pushed five feet back off the ship. Pushed back off the ship? <laughs> okay. Let me get the damage figured out first. Uh, you said how much damage? 14. Is it with you in 14 tonight? Gosh. 14, 14, 14, 14. Uh, okay. And I'll take his, uh, because both, basically he's boom, and then casting at pretty much the same time. Hang on. Hang on. All right, so shoots the force cannon. Catapult goes over the railing. You or, see his his uh, scimitar-like hook thing? Yeah. Scratch the rail as he goes over, and he goes, Ha! Thank you! Vroom. He just disappeared. Okay, fine. He turns into uh, Firebolts, or Thunderbolts, uh, Green Boy. Okay. And that's going to be a 28 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. For 16 points, thunder. 16? Yep. Alrighty. Force cannon's a bonus action. Yes. That's right. Okay. Uh, it's Mercer's turn. It is Celine's turn. If it can hit me, I can hit it. Nobody said you couldn't hit it. I know, I'm just saying. So that's going to be a uh, 24 to hit with uh, Booming Blade. Yep. Where's my other... Oh, there it is. Uh, 20 points. Okay. And then uh, that's going to be a 16 to hit. 16? Yeah. Yeah, that hits. Okay. For uh, 11 points force damage. Celine catapults turn. Um, He's gone. Well, he went over the edge. He vanished. 
I need Mercer to give me either an athletics or acrobatics check as he hears vroom from overhead and sees Catapult coming right down on top of him and tries to grab him. Uh, that's going to be a acrobatics of a 19 with Flash of Genius. No, sorry, 20. 20. 20? Yep. Seventeen got a twenty-one. He grabs hold of Mercer. He just leans in. He goes, "Here's the fun part. You kill me, I'll haunt you forever." Isn't that what you've been doing already? <laughs> so he's got a hold of him. Um, let's see here. And then makes two attacks with the dagger. How many attacks does he get? Three. Oh, dang. He just hasn't been using them. Um, you are grappled. Yeah, no benefits or anything, so just yeah, not attack. Uh, 22. Shield. Okay. And 22 again, so... <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh at him. I wonder how choking out somebody would go. <laughs> uh, okay, so your speed's going to become uh, zero while you're grappled, and you can't benefit from a bonus to your speed. Um, if for some reason the grappler becomes incapacitated, the condition will end. Uh, condition also ends if an effect removes the grappled creature from reach of the grappler or grappling effects, such as when the creature is hurled away by a thunder wave spell, sort of thing. Guess who has thunder wave? No, but if you're sent flying away by thunder wave. Yes, but I have thunder wave, which means I will send him away. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so that's his turn. It is Tom's turn. Tom's uh, turn. Number four looks bad, right? They all look or bad. Or 14 look bad? Like, between green and 14, who looks the worst? Green. He's going to... Uh, third level matching missile. Eighteen points. On green? Yep. Green go bye-bye. <sighs> and there's just an explosion of dust that dissipates and dissolves. Is that it? Alright. Uh, it's now their turn. <coughs> Uh, yeah, 14 is going to take a swing at, uh, Bob. No, Tom. Tom's the easier looking target. And then three is going to take another swing at Celine. 
So we'll start with Tom. Uh, longsword and claw attack again. Yeah, the longsword missed because I rolled a three. I'm pretty sure a um, seven misses. Does. Not by much, but it misses. And then an 18 with the claw. Yeah, that hits. Okay. I'll need a con saving throw. Uh, that's going to be an 8. An 8. Uh, 3 points necrotic damage, and his max hit points goes down by 3. Okay. And then Celine, longsword. 21. Nope. And the claw is a crit. <sighs> this ain't gonna be good. Yeah, con saving throw. 27. Makes it. And minimum damage. Worst type of freaking crit you can get. So a whole whopping five necrotic damage. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so disappointing. She's like, I crit! Minimum damage. Alright, that's them. Back up to the top. Bob. Bob is going to recklessly attack on 14. Okay. And that's going to be... Did he recklessly attack last round? He's been recklessly attacking. That's why I say it every turn. Completely missed it. Uh, does a 15 hit? Yes. Hot day. Ooh. 13 points. On which one? Number 14. 14? 13 points? Yep. Still up? Not by much, but yes. Okay. Does a 14 hit? Right on the money. Almost minimum damage. Eight points. <laughs> Still kill it. I was going to say, don't roll minimum damage. Well, I... One point less is minimum. Seven is the least amount of damage he can do? Yep. Five strength. Plus one and one. I thought you were flipping me off there for a second. <laughs> no. <laughs> you had the middle finger up. Oh, I just... <laughs> okay. Um, that was Bob's turn? Yep. Mercer's turn. Thunderwave. What's he need to roll? Uh, he needs to... Oh, Constitution saving throw. This will be interesting. Nope. So, guess who gets jettisoned 10 feet away? He does. And he takes 9 points thunder damage. 9? Yep. That's what you said. Okay. Yep. That's his action. Yeah. Right, hang on a sec. Which way does he go? He's on Mercer's back, and Mercer's facing towards the helm. 
So he goes this way and you hear it again. If he's on my back, he would go back by Tom. Yeah. And as soon as he got five feet away from Mercer, he disappears again. I really hate catapult. <laughs> um, you know what? My back is against the mast. Okay. Okay. There we go. I don't see him. I can't do. Uh, I can't really. See. You know what? Yeah, I can. So that's. So I'm. So I'm here. So five. Ten. Uh, yeah, no, that's all I can do. All yep. Right. It's Mercer's turn. Celine's turn. Okay. Uh, booming blade. That's going to be a 17 to hit. That'll hit. Ooh, uh, that's going to be uh, 28 points of damage. And he goes away. 5, 10, 15, 20... 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. How far up is Mercer? Just 10 feet. Okay. And his back is to the mast? Yep. Okay. Alright. And that was Mercer's turn. Or no, that was Celine's turn. Catapult's turn. So he comes flying off of you from the Thunder Wave. And he's just... And then from in front of Mercer, sees catapult appear again, and he takes advantage of the moment and tries to jab with the dagger at Mercer as he also comes out with the claw scimitar thing. Yeah, either trying to hook. swing or grab onto something, whichever comes first. So those are the first two attacks. Dagger. Twenty-four. Yeah, that hits. All right. Need a con saving throw. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Wow. Fifteen points as he stabs with the dagger, and then swings with the. Scimitar hook blade thing at you. That's a 17. That's going to miss. Yep. <clears throat> and then... Okay, so two extra attacks. Uh, acrobatics or athletics as he tries to grapple you again. Uh, Flash of Genius... Uh, that's going to be a 17. He, I rolled an 18 by itself, so okay. he's got a hold of you again. Well, this just keeps happening, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> More annoying than anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Tom's turn. Tom. Do, 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 do. Magic missile at level five. <laughs> How many more magic missiles does he have? I can use them all in my spell slots. I can do magic missile all 
day long. Oh, so that's just... You're basically turning Tom into Esther. Magic missile, magic missile, hey. magic missile, magic missile. <laughs> First, second, third, fourth, fifth. Twenty-seven points right to the back of Captain Catapult. As he just goes, magic missile, boom, <laughs> shotgun style. <laughs> Still waiting for Mercer to pull the wand out and do the all the little handguns. Magic missile. He's done it a couple times. Once. Twice. He's done it once. No, he's done it twice. I don't remember the second time. Yeah, because he uses six charges at one time. That's how he gets... That's how he does it. Alright, okay. You said how many points of damage? 27. 27. Crap. How's Furball looking? Uh, give me just a second here. Not good. With all the damage that Catapult's taking, you're starting to notice that uh, his body, his face and everything, is starting to rapidly age. Okay. And he's looking more and more undead-ish in nature. Okay. Um, That was Tom... Those guys are all dead. Back up to the top. Bob. So, 5, 10, 15, 20. So, Bob is, as soon as uh, Catapult is within swing distance, he's mm-hmm. going to pinata him. Wham! Okay. Okay. So, he's holding an action? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Bob. Yeah, he can't he can't reach him at the moment. Uh, Mercer's turn. So Mercer just floats down ten feet. <laughs> and then he's going to force cannon catapult. That's a twenty-three to hit. That's gonna hit. Beautiful. Um, that's 20 points of damage. Right. So, he just kind of sticks the cannon right into Catapult's gut. Mm Mm-hmm. And as Catapult flies away from the shot, you you well went past the hit points that were left. What what do you... Oh, so he he dies? He dies. Mercer just sits there and cackles. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Well, here's what you see. Catapult's body goes from physical to spectral Uh as it dissipates, reappears, and goes, Hi. I'll kill you again. Let me look at one little... Hang on. Let me look at one little thing here.
charisma saving throw from Mercer. Magic? Um, no, actually. That's going to be, with a flash of genius, that's going to be a 19. 19. Okay, so Catapult reaches out, and it feels like his hand goes into Mercer to grab hold of something, mm-hmm. and Mercer's able to resist. As soon as Catapult pulls his hand back out, he disappears. I'll see you again. As in a flash with a thunderbolt as he leaves for 24 points of damage. Okay. Into his spectral form as he leaves. What was it? Thunder. Okay. Okay. He's not dead, but okay. Well, he technically... (laughs) Again. (laughs) How many times have I killed him? Um, technically three. Sweet. No. Two. Because you killed him the first time when he got possessed by Magnus. Mm -hmm. You thought he died when you ran into him in Lux's court, but you never actually saw what happened to him. Um, he attacked again, well, it was like two, three books back, mm-hmm. and that was when he was trying to help, said he was trying to help get the star back, and you said, nope, don't care, you die first, and he disappeared. Um, Death in Limbo, the series Death in Limbo, mm-hmm. semi sort of explains what happened to Catapult. And then there was this time which you did technically kill him. So, two. But in Mercer's knowledge, both. (laughs) Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at The LARP Channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.